Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. Want to welcome all of our viewers tonight to the start of the Walking Dead finale weekend. If you're visiting us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And if you haven't already done so, please also visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe. And if you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Well, I've seen it. I saw the finale. And as I promised, there'll be no spoilers. None. Whatsoever. On Dead Talk Live. And for any of you that have seen it, please, no spoilers. For those who haven't, let's show some respect. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that it was worth the wait, and it is freaking epic. And that's all you're going to hear from me. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed when you guys do get to see it. want to welcome Khaleesi, who's with us. Cece Wheezy is also joining us. Rick Grimes on YouTube. Marlon is giving us love hearts. Uh, Hard Productions is joining us. Karen Griff is with us on Instagram, saying I can't wait to see it on Sunday. A lot of love hearts on Instagram coming up. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Anna Ringor is with us. Seen is with us. Bobby is joining us. CD is giving us a smiley love face. TWD for life is also joining us on Instagram. So if you uh, Stan is with us, on youtube as well so we got a very awesome last minute guest surprise today tomorrow joining us live on this show is going to be iron e singleton t-dog from seasons one two and three of the walking dead that's right t-dog is going to be our special guest tomorrow night right here on dead talk live we are all jazzed about that super psyched to have him here with us uh it's going to be a great conversation we have a ton of questions for him he also runs his own uh acting studio there's going to be a lot of great information that's going to be passed on so guys tomorrow you do not want to miss uh the interview the special guest that we're going to have on and as always if you have any questions which you guys must have questions for t-dog if you have any questions for our special guest, please go to our website right up there, deadtalklive.com. Hit on the submission form link and just ask your question. You can even do a uh, video question. Record yourself asking the question. You can submit it directly from your phone, iPad, whatever, straight through the website. And we'll play your video question or ask your text question. So if you have any questions, guys, for T-Dog, Irony Singleton tomorrow, please go on ahead and submit them because it's going to be awesome. Uh, let's see. ZV has joined us. Huntington has given us a big thumbs up. 1UP is waving at us on Instagram. Miles is also with us. NBA is giving us a lot of love hearts. Love the floating love hearts on Instagram, guys. And it looks like my YouTube chats have frozen. So let me go ahead and bring up YouTube. So I can see what's going on on YouTube. It hasn't done that for a while. 
but I guess their YouTube is back to having issues again tonight. So let me just give me a moment here so I can see what the people on YouTube are saying. We're going to get a little feedback before I mute it. All right, all right. What the people on YouTubers. There we go. All right. Jay Thunder is with us. Star Guitar Goddess is joining us on YouTube. Uh, Mariana is also with us saying hello with a love heart. Welcome, Mariana. Welcome to Summer, who's with us on YouTube as well. Uh, yep, you guys seen it on uh, YouTube as well. No spoilers. Like I said, guys, let's respect the people who have not seen it yet. It's going to air Sunday at 9 p.m. Uh, in the United States, at least. I know in the UK, Ireland, and a lot of other countries, it's going to air Monday night. Uh, by the time we do our show here Monday night, where we're going to break down the finale, because we are going to talk about the finale Monday night. By the time it's nighttime here, for those of you uh, people over in Europe, uh, the showing should have already passed. If you choose to watch us live or later on on replay and you chose to watch it when it airs, you know, just giving you a heads up that uh, come Monday, we're going to be breaking down the Walking Dead finale bit by bit and analyzing it, going over our predictions that we have been making over the last six months seeing which predictions have come true, which did not come true, any surprises, and so on. So, you know, that's what's going to happen on Monday. Uh, so, One Up is asking who shot the movie. Uh, not sure what you're asking about which movie there. Stenning Gull is with us on Instagram and is waving at us. Welcome, Stenning Gull. Uh, Star Guitar is also excited to watch it. It is worth the wait, absolutely. And World Beyond is uh, also available on AMC+. Plus. I have not seen that yet I am because I had to prepare for tonight's show. I'm going to watch that tomorrow, and I'm very psyched to watch World Beyond. The series premiere, uh, super jazzed about that as well, and see what they're going to do about that. So that's gonna, I'm gonna see that tomorrow. Uh, so, yep, Irony Singleton is gonna be with us tomorrow. T Dog, get your questions out. You have less than 24 hours. Uh, the last time we've had interviews, guys, while the interview is going on, if you wanna ask a question, uh, please do it in the chats. But if you really want your question to be asked, I, the best way is to go to the website before we start airing it live. Because once it starts airing live, the website questions are not checked. So if you have a question, please beforehand go to the website and ask your question. It increases the chances of your question being asked. So there you guys have it. So let's move on to some news. Uh, how Lauren Cohen would feel about reuniting with Stephen Yen for Glenn Anthology Show. Having left The Walking Dead in the midst of its ninth season back in 2018, Lauren Cohen is returning on a full-time basis 
for season 10 extension and she'll likely be sticking around until the AMC drama closes out season 11 in 2022. That's obviously fantastic news for both Maggie and the character's fervent fan base with viewers getting their first glimpse of her return during the long-delayed A Certain Doom, which was initially meant to close out the season back in April, but could Cohen also appear elsewhere in the franchise? I'm not talking about Lauren Cohen following Lenny James and Austin Emilio to join Fear the Walking Dead, but rather having Maggie take part in an episode or more of the impending anthology spinoff, Tales of the Walking Dead, which will delve into untold stories from this undead universe, both involving familiar characters as well as new ones. Appearing on AMC's recent Walking Dead verse preview special, Cohen said she would love to see episodes focusing on Alpha and Father Gabriel's respective backstories. But when I spoke with the actress this week about season's 10 pseudo finale, I asked if she would be interested in the show showing some unseen moments from Maggie and Glenn's past prior to Negan's deadly arrival. Cohen truly seemed to be touched by the idea, saying, Ah, of course, it's so funny. That's not even something I let myself think of when they asked that question for that special. Of course, gosh, would that even be too much to handle? I'm pretty sure fans would go absolutely bananas if Stephen Yen agreed, agreed to return to the role of Glenn for a flashback episode of Tales of the Walking Dead, especially if the point was to showcase previously unseen moments from his relationship with Maggie. Because, you know, they had not met when the show started. They met, you know, Glenn and Maggie met in season two. We saw what they wanted us to see on the screen in regards to their relationship arc. They're talking about filming an anthology about any unseen moments that we have not seen from Glenn and Maggie. I don't think that is likely to happen. I think, in fact, it's been coming up in rumors so much that Glenn is probably going to be getting in an anthology episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm really feel confident that we're going to see Glenn back. But I don't think Maggie is going to be in that episode. Now, uh, we're also pretty certain that Maggie, because uh, what she said on other interviews, she is going to be in at least one or more of the six extra episodes that we're going to get early next year. Uh, Probably going to get to see what she's been doing all these years that she's been missing uh, with Georgie. And how she got to meet, you know, potentially the Commonwealth, brought in reinforcements or whatever. So we got to wait and see about that. Glenn's brutal death in season seven premiere, along with Abraham's, was a major breaking point for some viewers. So Yen and Cohen's TV reunion could hypothetically bring a bunch of fans back into the fold if it were ever to happen. 
After thinking on it for a second, Lauren Cohen did talk about one particular point in the Walking Dead timeline that she'd like to return to and uh, speculated that fans could possibly see it happen at some point. In her words, she says, Yep, I was thinking about that scene we had, the sort of dream sequence of all of us around the picnic table. There were probably parts of that that we never saw. We shot a lot of different stuff that day, and I know only a very tiny amount of it was in the episode. So I would even like to revisit some more of those memories. I don't see how we won't at some point. <clears throat> we have a very, very big season for people, and it would be unlikely that we would not explore that. But I'm not saying that because I know this. This is just literally Lauren dreaming. So don't say that anybody else told me this is happening. Because it's not, as she laughed. But yeah, as far as the anthology, of course, that would be too much, and I mean too much in a good way. The dinner scene she is talking about, of course, is the dream sequence from the season 7 premiere in which Glenn is shown to be alive and well, holding on to baby Herschel, despite the fact that he, his head has already been turned into jelly in the real world. It would definitely be interesting to see what kind of moments were filmed that did not end up making it into the episode. I'm assuming nothing with Maggie and Negan playing charades or anything like that. In any case, it sounds like Lauren Cohen would be on board with bringing Maggie and Glenn back to fans for at least one episode of the Tales of the Walking Dead anthology show. For what it's worth, while Stephen Yen had issues with Glenn's portrayal over the years. He did say back in 2018 that he wasn't interested in reprising the young Glenn that Rick first met in season one, but didn't fully turn down the idea of returning to the character at a later age. So I can totally understand that, why he would feel that way. Uh, Glenn had come such a long way from season one, all the way up to season seven, where we lost him. Uh, I don't blame him one bit for not wanting to go back to how his character was uh, a young kid back in season one. Uh, AZ Gamer is with us on uh, Instagram. Welcome. Uh, Mr. Vin is giving us a thumbs up on Instagram. Uh, Sylvia is also with us. Uh, let's see what's going on. Khaleesi, sorry, Khaleesi says, don't even, uh, don't know when Amazon will add it. Uh, Star Guitar Goddess writes, hopefully they'll do a whole episode. And also writes, oh my God, the picnic, picnic table scene. So sad. If you guys remember, it was Rick while laying on top of the RV after Negan took him for a ride. He was the one having that hallucination. Not a hallucination. It was a dream. A daydream of uh, what he knew at that point would never happen. Negan shattered those dreams in an instance. So let's move on. The Walking Dead showrunner reminds Donnie fans that Daryl still hasn't given up hope that Connie is alive. Fans of The Walking Dead have seen neither... 
uh, hidden or hair of Connie since February squeeze in which Carol appeared to blow to smithereens BFF Daryl's first real chance at a romance. While showrunner Angela Kang won't say whether it's smart of us to keep the faith that Lauren Riddleoff's character somehow survived, she will allow that Norman Reedus's gruff but tender alter ego certainly hasn't written her off as dead. A part of him just has a hard time giving up on anybody. Uh, you know, like we, with Rick, Daryl saw a bridge blow up and catch fire, and he was like, no, that guy's not dead, and he searched the river for him for years. I don't think uh, he gave up on wanting to find Beth when she was gone either, she adds. In the same way, I don't think he's given up hope of finding Connie. The trouble is, Daryl's a bit distracted at the moment with what the Whisperers and their horde descending on his friend's hideout in the season 10 finale, so he's just trying to cope the best way he can. He's got Judith, who is basically like a goddaughter to him. She's got no parents left, and they're in the middle of this crisis. So he's having to focus very much on what's right in front of him. But, she continues, I don't believe that he's entirely given up hope that Connie might be alive. So, I, I definitely don't believe that he uh, has given up hope that Connie is still out there. Magna made her way back. I uh, definitely believe that Daryl still has hope that Connie's out there as well. Uh, so, we just got to wait and see how that plays, uh, plays out. Uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, a lot of you guys are talking about the AMC+. Plus. Yes, The Walking Dead is available on AMC+. Plus. And they pulled a fast one on us. Going back to that for a second. They said that it would be available 72 hours before Sunday uh, premiere. And during every other episode, uh, if you have AMC+, Plus, which was used to be called AMC Premiere... Um, when, uh, it would air literally 48 hours before showtime today, they did it earlier than 72 hours. They started showing it this morning and I was waiting. I didn't think they were going to start airing it till 9 PM tonight. And it wasn't until a team member of ours told me that, Hey, it's been on all day. And that's when I got my butt into gear and watched it. So they did pull it out even earlier than expected, though be it a couple of hours, still, it was earlier than the 72 hours that we heard about. Um, a White Boys just joined us. Uh, Lindsay Sparks is with us on Facebook. Trixie is with us on Facebook as well, as is Carlos. Welcome, guys. So let's move on to the next bit of news. Julia Ormond discusses the burden of responsibility in joining the Walking Dead universe. Julia Ormond is no stranger to large productions like Legends of the Fall or joining ongoing franchises like her roles on CSI New York and Law and Order, Criminal Intent, but she was given a little pause jumping into the role of Elizabeth 
Kublik on The Walking Dead World Beyond. What I found for myself as an actor that there's this kind of burden of responsibility, Ormond told Decider, or I am going to be big enough, or am I going to be big enough to fill the shoes of this character? Though Kublik is the new character introduced on the premiere episode of the new spinoff, to Ormond's point, there's been an enormous amount of buildup behind her. It started on The Walking Dead, which first teased a mysterious helicopter with a three-ring symbol, one that eventually took away fan favorite Rick Grimes, played by Andrew Lincoln, to parts unknown. That organization then popped up again over several episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, where we learned they were a highly organized military force. And when they're finally introduced on World Beyond's premiere, titled Brave, we will be able to put a face to the so-called CRM, Civic Republic Military, the conglomeration of three cities that include Portland, the campus colonies in Nebraska, the setting of World Beyond, and the CRM itself somewhere in the Midwestern United States. There is such a big buildup around the CRM and the three circles and that black helicopter, Ormond continued, and this is unforgivable action of remove and this unforgivable action of removing Rick Grimes, not just from family and taking him away in a helicopter in the series The Walking Dead, but also from the series. Not only is Michonne and all the people from The Walking Dead not ever going to forgive her but the fans are struggling with it you're stepping into a situation where there where there is a ton of bias against you i wanted there to be a sense of ease around it as well ormond said the that part of her experience has delivered her level of i know this is intimidating for you but this is just my kind of every day as empties, the show's name for zombies, they're called empties, and by the CRM, that's interesting, are being taken out around them. It's not really something that's new to them. I guess a parallel would be if you're playing a royal figure, it's the people around you that give you the authority. You can't really play authority. It's played off the people around you. I think all television, the way that goes down, or that it has traditionally for me, is that you are quite often expected to respond to a given answer to something very promptly. Promptly, Ormond says. The deal go the deals go down incredibly quickly. You're going, do I do this? Do I don't? All within the space of a week. You signed your life away probably for something like seven years, and it's mostly a one-sided deal. You could be booted out, or you could be called back. I hope that it might uh, resuscitate the audience, Ormond said. I know that there's a legitimate call in terms of this has gone on for a long time. Is there still more juice in it? Does this still actually have legs? I got to tell you that from my perspective, 
I was drawn back to it. I want to see more. That's all you can go on as an actor is, did I watch this? Did I get engaged? Did I find it compelling? Yeah, yeah, and I still do. So that's uh, Julia Armand's very interesting take on the burden that she feels she's taking on as the leader of the CRM in the world beyond and the fans' bias against the CRM, according to her perspective, for blaming the CRM for taking Rick Grimes away from his family and, of course, the Walking Dead TV series. So that's pretty... uh, That's a great uh, take on her part. Uh, Let's see. Just looking at the chats. A lot of people have come in. Niley is with us on Instagram. Nick the Kid is waving at us. Uh, Margaret is with us. Uh, Justin has also given us a thumbs up. Keko is with us. So uh, AZ Gamer asked, did the world beyond premiere too? Uh, yeah, The World Beyond is available on AMC Premiere as well as The Walking Dead finale right now. They both got released at the same time. All right, let's move on to the next thing. The Walking Dead showrunner admits she, she's still figuring out how to end The Walking Dead. She hasn't really put it together yet. AMC revealed that the beloved show would end with a supersized 24-episode series to be aired over the span of the next two years with 12 in 2021 and 12 in 2022. It isn't all doom and gloom, though, as the broadcaster confirmed that the saga will continue with Daryl and Carol and the anthology and, of course, Fear and the movies. The second tales of The Walking Dead is the... The anthology series that I just mentioned. Sorry, I'm having... Shut up, Siri. All right. Kang promised to honor fans who had stuck with the show for the last decade, but admitted it was a difficult time for the creative team. It's a kind of bittersweet time. And I think for us, you know, Lauren, who plays Maggie, and I come onto the show in the same year, Kang told Digital Spy. She also hinted that they had received very little notice about the decision from executive producer Robert Kirkman. This has been such a big part of all of our lives, and the news is relatively new to us as well. So we're all just kind of figuring it out, she went on. We're only just starting that journey and just trying to focus on the fact that we've got two years of storytelling ahead of us. She continued, how can we do it well? Hopefully, how can we bring things to a satisfying conclusion and respect the material that Robert Kirkman created? You know, even though obviously we do a lot of our own original stuff as well, all of that's pretty early in our conversations. This isn't the first time AMC has had a bombshell dropped on them with a minimal notice. When Kirkman brought his comics to an end last year, Kang confessed she hadn't been given the heads up before the announcement. Her latest comments come after the Walking Dead World Beyond boss promised answers about where Rick Grimes was taken after his mysterious helicopter rescue. And that's kind of shocking to me. 
Uh, Angela Kang, she is the main, you know, showrunner for The Walking Dead. Uh, the original Walking Dead. Scott Gimple is the head boss of everything. But Angela Kang is the showrunner for The Walking Dead uh, TV show, the original. And it kind of surprises me that she was given such little notice, uh, not only about Kirkman wrapping up the comics, but also not that much, you know, notice that they're announcing the end of the show. Uh, but yet it falls on the writers and it falls on her to wrap up the original storyline that was started, oh, you know, 10 years ago. So that's a big burden to bear. Big burn to bear. Um, Khaleesi is laughing. Uh, let's see. Denny's is with us on Facebook. Uh, let's see. Star Guitar Goddess writes, says, I don't think the movies will. Due to a question, do you think the Walking Dead movies will follow Fear and the Walking and the World Beyond sector? I think the Walking Dead movie is going to follow World Beyond. I really feel that World Beyond, it's a limited two-season show. It's only going to be on for two seasons. And I think its main purpose is to lead us into the Rick Grimes movies. It's going to introduce us to the CRM officially. Uh, whether any characters go to the movies, that I don't know. I have no idea. We haven't even seen an episode yet. Of World Beyond, but I really do believe World Beyond is being made uh, for the primary purpose of introducing us to the CRM, and eventually that's going to lead into the Rick Grimes movies. So, how AMC used social video to keep the Walking Dead fans living this summer. COVID turned the entertainment world upside down almost overnight in March leading not only to the, the suspension of live sports and other events, The Walking Dead suffered its uh, season 10 finale, which was originally slated to air April 12th, was delayed until October. So how did AMC keep The Walking Dead fans engaged and excited as they awaited fresh episodes for almost six months? Instead of going silent or recycling old content, the network harnessed social video to share teasers, virtual hangouts, and trailers for the upcoming spinoff series, The Walking Dead World Beyond. That steady drumbeat resulted in millions of views over the long pandemic months leading up to the big day Sunday, October 4th. The air date of the delayed finale plus the premiere of World Beyond. Promotional extras, notably the Walking Dead most watched Facebook video since April 1st, was not a trailer, but a promotion for the Ryan Hurst, who plays Beta, account takeover, which has generated 2.4 million views since it was posted on April 6th. Other extras include the holy shit, yes, that's the actual branding, moments from previously aired episodes, like this one from Season 10, Episode 8, that's received over 600,000 views and urges viewers to re-watch Season 10 before the finale. Uh, AMC also used the video to promote its Endless War Facebook game, 
which had 119,000 views. Um, the Walking Dead Stars are uh, hashtag with you via virtual hangouts. Once uh, stay-at-home orders started being issued, AMC quickly pivoted to producing fresh content via video chats with cast members from the Walking Dead universe. Shortly after the announcement that the season 10 finale would be delayed, the network launched Friday night in with the Morgans, featuring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Negan, and his wife, with guest stars from The Walking Dead and other shows. The weekly series, all about embracing our interconnectedness from home, ran until July 17th, and in total, these videos have accumulated 6.3 million views so far. And then, of course, we've got the teasers and all the trailers that have been being let out, especially over the past several weeks. So that's how AMC dealt with keeping the Walking Dead fans engaged and keeping the interest into the show. So good bit of information there. Uh, I know a lot of us have been watching it. And then you have shows like this that have popped up as well uh, to keep uh, fans interested as well. Uh, Alyssa on Facebook says, hello, guys. Very happy that the season 10 resumes. Uh, we're all happy with that as well. So let's get to, uh, let's see, one more one more post here. It says in the story, season 10, 11, Michonne should go. Uh, should be going to find Rick. Michonne is going to be, has already left to go find Rick. What happens of that? We have to wait and see. Pre is with us on Instagram as well, saying hello. Welcome, Pre. So, our topic for tonight. Characters who've escaped near death in the Walking Dead universe. Mark. As I already said earlier on the show on Facebook, there are no spoilers allowed here tonight. So, unless you want to get booted, no. So, topic. Characters escaping near death in The Walking Dead. Let's start with Season 1 and work our way through this list. Uh, first up is Rick. Um, in Season 1, when Rick rides into Atlanta on the horse... He found along the way uh, that he runs into a herd of walkers right in the middle of downtown Atlanta. After being forced off his horse, he crawls under an army tank because there was no place left to go. Uh, as the walkers start to close in on him, he takes a gun to his head and says, Lori, Carl, I'm sorry. Uh, and then he almost pulls the trigger when he spots an opening under the tank. He climbs into the tank through the bottom, and the last shot we see before the credits roll is the walker surrounding the tank, and even though we do hear Glenn's voice through the radio, it just seemed to be impossible that Rick was going to make make it out of there alive. Uh, but Glenn saved his life. In that same season, the group, uh, with, the except, with the exception of Jackie, make it out of the CDC, but this was a close call with the timer set for the building to explode, the doors not opening, and the glass not breaking. Luckily, Carol had the grenade that Rick brought along. Um, now, moving on to season two. 
when they're searching for supplies on the highway with the abandoned vehicles, Andrea comes face to face with the walker in the RV. She has a hard time putting down the walker and the only thing she had to kill it with was a screwdriver that Dale had dropped down from the sunroof to her. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that scene. Um, this was before Andrea knew how to put down walkers. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about Andrea. By the time her time was up on the show, she could handle her way around walkers. She could take care of herself. You know, you got to give Andrea at least that much. Uh, Mark Antony, uh, let's see, wants a shout out. Oh, you didn't give out a spoiler, so there's your shout-out, Mark. Thank you for respecting the rules. Um, so, there's your shout-out. Let's go on to the next thing. Um, Carl, uh, well, the next one is Carl, who got shot by Otis in the start of Season 2. He's rushed to the Herschel's farm, where Herschel is able to remove the bullet fragments that are not too deeply embedded, but he needed to perform life-saving surgery on Carl to remove the rest and stop the internal bleeding. There are moments where we think Carl might not make it with the amount of times Rick has to donate his blood just to keep Carl alive. Things got complicated and it became a race of time when they needed the medical supplies which Shane and Otis did set out to get which resulted in Shane murdering Otis. Also in the season, Daryl faced a life-threatening situation when he falls off Herschel's horse while searching the woods for Sophia. Not only does he fall down a cliff into the river, he also had a crossbow bolt pierced straight through his side, and he had to battle two walkers before he makes it back to the farm only to get shot by Andrea, who thought that he was a walker. If you guys remember also in that moment with Daryl, when he got kicked off the horse, he had that hallucination of Merle. And uh, at that point, I knew we were going to get to see Merle again. And we did. We got to see Merle in season three. And speaking of season three, we had a close call when Herschel was bitten on the leg by the walker in the prison. You guys remember that scene? As they're going in the prison and the walker seems dead. Just, it seems like a dead walker underground. But apparently walkers sleep. Or at least hibernate. Because this one was taking a nap. And as soon as Herschel went to cross, you know, step over him, the walker wakes up and takes a big chunk out of his leg. Uh, even though his leg was amputated, it was touch and go for a little while with Maggie staying vigil by his side and tearfully telling him that it was okay to rest and stop fighting. They were also keeping vigil in case he died in the middle of the night and he turned. Um, in the comics, Herschel was not bitten by Walker, so his fate could have gone either way. Also in season three, we had a number of characters whose lives were hanging in the balance when we all remember that flu pandemic broke out, broke out in the prison. Once again, Herschel's life is on the line 
as he treats his patients and risks exposure to himself. Glenn and Sasha were also very ill, in particular Glenn, who had to be intubated while patients who died were reanimating around him. Now, moving over to season five, Lindsay, wait, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I remember when Andrea shot Daryl, not cool. Yeah, and she had this really proud look on her face, like, I got a walker. No, you shot Daryl. Yeah, I remember that very cool, very clearly. Uh, Tina says, I do as well. Alyssa on Facebook writes, good evening. Uh, good evening to Alyssa. Uh, Standing Goal on Instagram writes, just seen the first four episodes of season three. AZ Gamer writes, laughing out loud, Walker's a sleeping beauty. Yeah, I just can't explain that one. I mean, was the Walker taking a nap? He seemed dead. He was resting. I don't know. Never really got an explanation for that one. Anyway, let's move to season five and Terminus. We had a number of major characters lined up on the trough, waiting to have their turns, to have their heads bashed in and throats slit by the Terminus people and Gareth. If you all remember that Glenn was the next one and his death was delayed due to a number of distractions. Also in this season, Glenn has yet another close call when he is on the supply run with the group from Alexandria when they are fleeing the walkers. He is stuck in the revolving door with Nicholas and Noah. I don't think anyone needs any reminding of that scene. We all know what happened to Noah, but this also... Uh, this is also a close shave for Glenn as well. It could have very easily been Glenn instead of Noah. Noah suffered a very horrific death in that episode because Nicholas freaked out and he saved his own ass. So, but Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas and was a guest on our show, uh, explained it differently. And, uh, you know, he had a great line about it. He said, Hashtag Glenn let go, meaning that Glenn let go of Noah, and that's why Noah died. Um, uh, we're also noticing a pattern here. Glenn is probably the winning candidate for having the most close encounters with death on the series prior to his actual death. Remember in season two, he got the, the nickname uh, Walker Bait by Maggie. So he was always the one being sent on the uh, chores and the tasks that nobody else wanted to do. He didn't really complain. He did it. You know, he did it. Uh, in season six, poor Glenn once again finds himself surrounded by walkers after Nicholas shoots himself in the head. Uh, they both fall to the ground and the very tricky way they shot that camera angle it looked like it was Glenn who was being torn apart. And man, do I remember that episode when it aired live. I remember that like if it was it was yesterday. Uh, the debate that went on on social media after that episode. People were analyzing that scene frame by frame. 
Some people were saying, yeah, it was Glenn. Other people saying because of this angle and that angle, it's impossible for it to be Glenn. It wasn't Glenn. It was Noah who shot himself. They fell. Noah, I mean, sorry, Nicholas fell on top of Glenn. The walkers were having their feast on Nicholas, and Glenn was able to scooch under the dumpster and uh, find his way out, at least wait the walkers out until they left. Um, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I remember that episode. Noah's death is so sad, and the way he died was horrible. Um, It was. Benjamin on Facebook writes, three more days. Yep, three more days, guys, until the Walking Dead finale on AMC. Uh, So let's move on. Uh, We don't get to find out Glenn's Glenn's fate in that dumpster incident until a few episodes later. That is uh, after Daryl blows up the Saviors with his um, RPG. And on their way back home, uh, just before the credits rolled, we hear somebody on the radio saying, help, I believe, is what Glenn said. And that's when we all breathed a big sigh of relief and said, yay, Glenn is still alive. Um, Carl also has had his clothes shaved uh, when he is shot in the eye by Jesse's son, Ron, who was aiming to kill Rick, but his bullet went astray and got into Carl's eye And, of course, Ron, you know, that all happened because Michonne stabbed Ron. Uh, So, you know, I don't know if Summer is watching tonight, but that leads me to a great point. Michonne stabbing Ron led to Carl getting shot in the eye. So, you know, I love Michonne, but, you know, I don't know if Summer is watching tonight. Summer is our big Michonne, Rishonne fan. But, you know, instead of stabbing the kid in the back, you know, maybe chop off his hands that are holding the gun, you know, immobilize him, maybe let the walkers have at him. But stabbing him straight through the back, he fires his gun. Of course he's going to fire his gun. And it gets, it ends up getting Carl in the face. So, anyway... Also in this season, when Carol decides to go on her own, she is stopped by a group of saviors in the middle of the road. This is just another one of Carol's badass moments. Although Carol manages to kill all but one savior, it's the one who got away that hunts her down. The savior, who is named Roman, shoots Carol in the arm, then the leg, before starting to walk away with the intention of leaving Carol to die a slow death, just like he threatened to do. Carol provokes him to finish the job, saying, quote, The world doesn't decide. You decide. You don't get to walk away and get what you want. Roman turns back around, walks up to Carol, ready to finish the job, when Morgan shows up and tries to talk him down. It's not until Roman is about to pull the trigger that Morgan realizes he has no choice but to kill him in order to save Carol and himself. In Season 7, Negan gets lucky 
when Rosita has a clear shot at him, but that one and only bullet that Eugene made hits Lucille. I mean, what are the odds of that happening? And if you guys look back on that scene and watch it again, if that bat was not in in the way, it would have gotten Negan square between the eyes. You know? Rosita's a good shot. Uh, it was just as Lucille saved Negan's life. <laughs> in season 8, during All Out War, Negan has another brush with death when Rick slits his throat with a piece of glass before giving Sadiq the order to save his life, much to Maggie's dismay. Now let's move on to season 9. We have Rick in another precarious situation where he is once again forced off his horse, just like in season 1, except this time he falls onto rebar. He gets impaled. Uh, damn. I mean, damn. Uh, he gets impaled by rebar, and uh, the walkers were closing in all around him. But Rick being Rick, you know, with a big piece of metal sticking out of his uh, his gut, he does manage to get his way out of it. And that is his leads to uh, his final episode of him bleeding for the entire episode to death. Uh, or what was going to be death, blowing up the bridge and eventually getting saved and being taken away by the CRM. Um, so seeing the bridge almost run by walkers, again, like I said, he sacrifices. He didn't think he was going to make it. There was no way in hell when Rick pulls the trigger on that dynamite does he think I may have a chance of escaping this. First of all, he has lost pretty much all his blood. He's on the brink of dying from that. So, in an act of heroism, he's like, "If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out saving everyone that I care for." And that's why he blows up the bridge. Now, everyone believes that Rick is dead, of course, until we see him get picked up by the CRM. Uh, the next one on our list is Jerry, and this is in season ten. If you all remember when Carol makes that bad decision to go after Alpha, which results in her and Daryl, Jerry, Magna, Connie, and Kelly to fall into the cave, uh, which is where Alpha had moved her horde of walkers to, eventually the group does find a way to navigate towards what they hope is a way out, thanks to Daryl. Unfortunately for Jerry, he gets stuck in a narrow section of the cave and there is a walker right behind him, chewing on his boots. And I got to be honest with you. During that scene, I thought Jerry was a goner. I really thought he was a goner. I thought, this is how we're going to lose Jerry. But after multiple efforts to pull him through, he is able to abandon some of his armor and weapons and does squeeze himself through to the other side. This takes us to two more characters whose lives are thought to be lost when Carol sets off the dynamite and there is a huge cave-in that traps Magna and Connie below them. While Magna does find her way out with Connie, they become separated and only Magna is the one that makes it back to the hilltop covered in walker blood 
which is how she is able to mix in with the walkers as well as the whisperers and how magna is able to blend in so well amongst the dead is easy to understand she's covered in walker blood but the the whisperers that were amongst that horde not a single one of them noticed that hey this one is not dead and she's not wearing a mask but you know give her credit she blended in went unnoticed and made it into the hilltop now as for connie as we discussed in the beginning of this episode her fate is still yet unknown also in season 10 we have daryl's brutal fight with alpha that started out by the river uh, where the other whisperers uh, that Daryl killed. Both Daryl and uh, Alpha already sustained injuries before they take their final stand to an abandoned service station. Um, A weakened Alpha draws walkers to the service station by banging uh, her sawed-off shotgun up against the wall, basically calling the walkers in to come finish Daryl off She knew she had a way to blend in. She would probably end up escaping, but uh, Daryl would be killed. Uh, When faced with the last walker, Daryl removes the knife from his leg. If you all remember this, uh, if you all remember that he was stabbed, he was stabbed in the leg right above the knee by Alpha earlier. After he kills the walker, Daryl seems to start losing consciousness and you could see that he is bleeding heavily from the leg wound. Now, uh, this was pretty bad for Daryl, but somebody comes to his rescue. And if you all remember, it was Lydia. Lydia comes to Daryl's rescue uh, and saves him. He wakes up from being unconscious. Lydia had tended to his wound. She had him propped up against the tree. She also had his crossbow. Because when she disappeared, she she left with his crossbow. If you guys remember, Lydia disappeared when Carol brought her along. Uh, she kind of lied to Carol. Carol lied to Lydia, telling Lydia that she needs her help. But all Carol wanted Lydia for was to show the uh, whisperers that Lydia is very much alive and living with them at the hilltop or Alexandria, and she is seen by Mary slash Gamma, and that totally freaks Gamma out, and it's enough for Gamma to turn on Alpha. And Gamma became the spy and gave the information to the Alexandrians as well as the Hilltop people, and uh, she paid for it with her life as well. Uh, Let's see what's going on. Uh, Khaleesi writes up, you're just relaying information about the show. I'm a white boy writes a real man. Misty is with us on Facebook. It's asking, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well. Uh, Khaleesi also writes, I did too, Viz. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, great fight between Daryl and Alpha. That was a great fight. That was a better fight between Daryl and Alpha than Daryl and Beta. When Daryl kicks Beta down the elevator shaft, that fight between Daryl and Alpha, I thought was much better. Uh, Adriana on Instagram is waving at us. Welcome, Adriana. 
TSPK is also waving at us. Heba is saying hello as well. Welcome to all you guys on Instagram. JY writes, we need Rick back. We are going to get Rick back, but we are going to get him back in the movies. Anyway, guys, we are almost out of time. So, like a reminder, tomorrow night, guys, like I said, we're going to have Iron E. Singleton, T-Dog, from seasons one, two, and three of The Walking Dead. He's going to be our special guest right here tomorrow night on Dead Talk Live. Please go to our website, deadtalklive.com. And go ahead and submit your questions for T-Dog, Irony Singleton. We're going to be talking, of course, The Walking Dead. We're going to be talking about his acting studio and all his other projects as well. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, Saturday is our Dead Talk Live Season 1 finale. We're going to have a fun night. There's going to be a whole bunch of our team that is going to join me on the screen going to be a fun night sunday for the walking dead we are taking the night off and we are coming back monday october 5th to break down the finale of the walking dead and then tuesday we are going to be discussing uh the world beyond with our very special guest and star of the walking dead world beyond alia royale is going to be joining us live as our special guest on Tuesday, October 6th to help us break down the series premiere of The Walking Dead World Beyond. So it's going to be an amazing several days to come and several weeks to come. A lot of great stuff happening. It's going to be a great month. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Yeah, please visit us on YouTube if you ever haven't already done so. Subscribe. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. Uh, I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night with our very special guest, Iron E. Singleton, T-Dog from The Walking Dead Seasons 1, 2, and 3. And until then, guys, until then, guys stay safe, stay walking. Stay walking.